Hi, welcome to Think Tank. Each week, we'll have a discussion with an expert in their industry to get the best advice for small and medium business owners in Wales. I'm Chris, and I'm the podcast editor for the Think Tank. This week, I'm speaking with Gavin Hill-John, who's the executive director of BNI South Wales, about the changes that small and medium businesses have needed to make in order to thrive in the economy and how self-isolation has impacted business owners in South Wales. So let's get started. So Gavin, the world of self-employment is a a bit of a roller coaster of emotions and sometimes it can be a a really lonely place. Um, Has the lockdown intensified that feeling or are we looking back at this time in the future as the birth of a new type of self-employment community effectively? That's a really interesting question. Because when I look at you know, what you just asked, it's sort of it's a roller coaster of emotion. We every self-employed person goes through a thousand emotions every day. You know, one minute it's great, one minute it's bad, things happen, and it's always been a lonely place. Because when you work for yourself, you've got nobody else you can blame, nobody else can take that responsibility. It's all down to you. So I don't think necessarily lockdowns intensified the loneliness. I think we've always been a lonely population because we can't, there is nobody else to go through. I'd like to flip that around because actually I think the lockdowns helped because I think looking at where we are with technology, the conversations we're having, the fact you and I are recording this, and we're nowhere near each other, but it's still perfectly possible. I've actually spoken to more people in the last seven weeks than I probably did in the last seven months. Really? And because it's so easy. And mm-hmm. and actually, I think when I look, you say, you're, well, we look back at this time as the birth of a new type of self-employed community. Yeah, I think we will. I think we're going to look at look back at this with positivity, with a feeling that the world has changed and. I'll be honest, I've heard this phrase, I don't know if you've come across it, of the new normal. Yes, so, yeah, a few yeah, times. Yeah, I hate that phrase. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, dislike, I dislike it already. <laughs> actually, what I think is, now this is the future, and I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about the fact that we've probably dragged business five years into the future. Really? Through lockdown. In these seven weeks, I think we've probably brought businesses forward by five years because the amount of people that can now work from home the amount of business that can be done that was always felt oh no you can't do that you have to have a face-to-face meeting you have to have these meetings you have to meet them you have to press the flesh and shake them by the hand and all <laughs> those well we can't just very true we're still doing business and we're still able to do business so personally I do agree with that. I think this is a new type of self-employed community. I think that the people that are engaging now are going to be hugely successful going forward because, yeah, why not? It's, it was lonely before. You know, sat, in, sat in your house or if you went from home or wherever and you had to wait three days before your next meeting. <laughs> yeah. 
Whereas now, just send yeah. somebody a link on WhatsApp and say, yeah, fancy a chat. <laughs> well, I, I spoke to um, Adrian Hornet, the mortgage advisor for, for this podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, and he said that previously he had a, a geographical location that 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 was his business territory. That's his area, effectively. And now he hasn't got a territory. His territory is the internet. Um, so I suppose that's a that's a similar concept to what what you're talking about there. Yeah, absolutely. So if you if you broaden it out in terms of um, other businesses, so mortgage advisor is great. Yeah, take that as an industry. Yeah, are you going to see virtual surveys? Are you going to see virtual tours of homes? Mm-hmm much more than we used to in the past. In the past, it was a novelty and it was exciting, but you still wanted to go and see it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I reckon now it's happening, but in a few months, people will buy homes without actually walking through the front door. I, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I yeah. actually think that people will. So you, you know my story. You know I want to get to France at some point. Yeah. I, you know, at some point, you're probably going to show me a property. Yeah. Visually, am I going to make a decision based on the fact that you can walk through it, you can do 360 degree views, mm-hmm. you can do it in real time if we wanted to. Yeah, we can ask questions about it. We could, you could speak to an owner. So, if you were buying a house in Scotland, you know, four or five hundred miles away from us now, mm-hmm. and you could just nip onto a Zoom call like this with the owner on their mobile, and they're walking around the house, you could say, oh, you just, you know. Just, just point the camera at that. What, yeah. what is that? And can you talk me through that? Wow. Yeah. We're going to change. The trick for a business owner here, and this is where the new type of self-employed people is, actually exploit that. Can you take advantage of what people are going through now and gear your business up to be in a position to, to thrive? And I think, I'm so excited. I, I, I don't know, I've probably come across that and you're thinking, I'm going to get a question here. I'm so <laughs> excited about this. No, it's fine. We are dragging business into the future, especially the small businesses, mm-hmm. local florists, local um, you know, butchers, cafes, all now doing different things. Think about the local, you know, local convenience stores, they're doing home deliveries, local, that they would never have done before. No. No, I completely agree. Well, like there's there's a lot of businesses near me that uh, they they make deliveries and they they've never even offered that before. That's never been a service that they've even factored in. Bakeries, for instance, uh, are now delivering, whereas that that I suppose in times gone by, possibly century or whatever ago, they were probably doing that. But now it's it's almost reverted back to that, but using social media in order to drag customers in. Yeah, it's interesting what you say because it is a bit of a full circle. It, it, mm-hmm. In certain ideals, it's a bit a bit of a full circle because mm-hmm. I think what we're going to go back to is from a supermarket point of view, we'll do the weekly shop. Yeah, but I think this is if you're a local shop, a butcher, a baker, now is the time because actually people will shop local. You know, think about it. why why Nick, why drive. You know, for me, it takes me 20 minutes to get to the nearest supermarket. Mm-hmm. But I've got a shop that is, well, if I looked out the window now, I can see it. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> there, it's that close. So actually, why, why drive to Tesco's when I could go there once a week or Asda or whatever, get the, the bits I need, and mm-hmm. then just keep nipping out? It's quite true. Good opportunity. Yeah. Good opportunity. I mean, you, you run a, a large business networking organization in South Wales. Um, 
a, a basically a business that relies on the success of other businesses uh, and one that's built on traditionally the face-to-face -face interaction essentially um how have you adapted and changed your business model is is zoom the new way forward for you and for networking um, the, the short answer is is yes um the longer answer if you like is when this happened, we you know we're part of a, a very big global organisation, so we are able to make change at scale and make change very quickly. But in essence, my business model relies on face-to-face -face meetings, mm -hmm. you know, bringing 20, 30 businesses together every week in a room in a hotel somewhere, and they do business. We were able to switch to an online model within um, seven days, wow. and so for two of our groups, they never. They didn't miss a single meeting. That's fantastic. So we were able to do it too. The, the others, we had one week where we were just testing a few things and then they went on to the next one. So we were able to adapt that extremely quickly. And by bringing it onto an online platform, so yes, we're now using Zoom. We have, um, yeah, we, we fully do it, fully, fully fledged Zoomers, or whatever <laughs> you want to call us. Yeah. But you know, we're able to run this via Zoom. And our organization is now doing, I think last week they did 10,000 meetings. Really? Across the world in a week. So I we're doing about 10,000 meetings a week. Zoom's biggest customer. <laughs> we are, well, yeah, that's why we get preferential treatment. Kind of thing. But yeah, we, we've got that facility. So, but if I take that out of context here, yeah, what we've been able to do as a business is we've been able to adapt very quickly. We've been able to bring people together, to connect people. And, you know, at the moment, last week, I think we had 240 businesses that met. Oh, in a week? In a week. In a week. Wow. So across all of our little groups, you know, putting them together, doing some new ones, we had over 240 businesses that were able to connect with other businesses. And traditionally, if that, if that was face-to-face, -face, are we are we looking at less or more businesses? Uh, less. You Face-to-face uh, -face would be less. Really? So the more then, people and, are engaging. And, sorry, go on, Chris. No, I, I was just going to say more people are engaging even though there's a lockdown. So this equates to there more, being actually physically more work going on and more networking going on, <laughs> even in this yeah. lockdown. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Because... I think what people have to realise is, and this goes back to your kind of the earlier question about the loneliness. Mm -hmm. Actually, the life is happening. Stuff is going on. So if you can provide the vehicle where people can get together, which these platforms have allowed us to do, mm -hmm. and business is still happening. You know, people still need their. If you're a landlord, you still need to have your rental property safe with a gas safety certificate. You still need to have your offices cleaned. You still need to have all of these things done. So business is there. you just got to look for it in different places. And what we've been able to do very quickly is move it online, work together as a collective. But again, and like Adrian was saying, what big attraction at the moment is we've been able to go wider and broader. I mean, you know, if I'm if I'm saying to you, oh, Chris, I'd like you to come to a meeting next week. I want you to drive for thirty five minutes, yeah. get up at five o'clock in the morning, yeah. do your hair, etc. <laughs> come along. Takes me a while. <laughs> Not down there, <laughs> yeah. Drive all the way to to some hotel somewhere. Spend two hours there. Have a bacon roll 
etc. and then drive an hour back. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I can send you a link and say, look, do you just want to spend 90 minutes talking to some really good people? Yeah. Have you had any uh, any nightmare stories at the moment where uh, people have joined Zoom and not been entirely dressed or anything, or is that exclusively uh, exclusively reserved elsewhere? No, <laughs> we've had the odd one. <laughs> I'll say we've had the odd we've had the odd one where I think people sometimes don't realise that yeah you log in and it says that thing you know, the host is going to welcome you in a minute yeah and then they walk off. <laughs> and then they come back and yeah. the host has actually welcomed them. So, yeah. Especially but with early morning. That brings us on to another thing. Yeah. But that's all about trying to drive your own personal sort of professional standards in terms of, and I think this is something that is important in this new world, is you know, just because we're online, we shouldn't lower the standard of things like our dress, the, the backgrounds, mm-hmm. the quality of what we deliver. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, we I, I speak to a, a a chap every now and again uh, via Zoom, and um, for for b- uh, business purposes, and the the background uh, completely offsets the the business that I thought he had, and and completely blew my mind as to oh right okay I thought he was a completely professional person, and and then you see the background and you think oh perhaps not quite so much I suppose. You, you probably encounter that quite a lot, especially if you're attending most meetings every week. Yeah, you do. I, I see I see an awful lot. And it's... Mm. I, I think the mistake people make is just because you're at home, it doesn't mean you're not at work. That's quite true, yeah. And you have to think about it in that terminology. You have to think about when I go, I'm going to work. So I try very hard. I mean, yeah, the call we're doing today... It's a Monday. I've got no um, visual face-to-face meetings today, so I'm wearing a, a, a casual shirt. Mm-hmm. But if you see me tomorrow, it'll probably be a three-piece suit. Ah, okay, ready for a meeting. Ready for a meeting. Because, again, that's what the perception people have. And if if my background was cluttered, I'd take advantage of the tools that these these systems provide. You, I mean, I think in... You know, so we don't get too Zoom orientated. You know, Microsoft Teams, you can blur the background, you can yeah. add a background. Mm-hmm. In Zoom, you can change the backgrounds. Quite right. Take advantage. Yeah. But if this, I always think, if I'm going to go to a meeting now, how would I go to that meeting if I was driving down the road? So you basically, the same thing. you have to take the background with you to this meeting. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, exactly. Um, Gavin, with um, you speaking to so many businesses every week, you must be hearing people's thoughts on the grants and furlough schemes that are out there at the moment. And uh, do you have any idea, or uh, as a barometer, how they're being received at the moment? Okay, well, I think from two two schools' thoughts, the majority of businesses, so business owners, are able to get support. Mm-hmm. We know that there are. You know, a small number of businesses that are not able to get support. I'm one of those. I we don't qualify for any um, support at all. Wow. But that's fine. We can live with that. And my attitude is, well, that that's absolutely fine because that's the way we structured our business. That's the way we have to do it. Now we have to just manage it ourselves. And actually, we were able by hook or by crook, whatever way you want to say it, but we were able to grow our business last month. That, that's that's and, incredible. That is so, incredible. So I think that's just 
But my honest advice to people out there, that that's a mindset thing. That's not that's nothing to do with schemes, grants, furloughs. That's just mindset. If you want to do it, you can do it. Yeah. I think in terms of where, because um, you know I'm actively involved in local authority and some larger organisations yeah. as well. Um, you know, and I serve as a non-executive director on a larger organisation. And, you know, the furlough scheme has been hugely beneficial mm-hmm. and has allowed us as a business in that capacity to continue to function with a level of security. There's obviously going to be a time where, yeah, it can't go on forever. So you have to have an exit strategy. Yeah. But I think that is that has really helped. I've also seen, and I'm going to be honest here, in terms of my overall impressions, the grant scheme has worked fantastically well. People have been paid quickly. Mm-hmm. People, it's it's been relatively clear. Yeah. You know, I would hasten to add, I haven't been able to get any, but <laughs> for the people I've spoken to, um, yeah, one client or contact I work with, you know, they applied one morning, the money on a Wednesday, the money was in their bank by Tuesday, the following week. Wow, that's brilliant. You can't argue with that. No. From my local authority capacity, so working with Cardiff Council as I do, um, you know, they, and again, hats off, they were able to mobilise millions of pounds worth of grant funding within four or five days. So it's there, it's out there. Mm-hmm. I think the grey area is if you don't qualify for it, yeah, that can be tough. And I know there are people out there that are really, really struggling. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm sure yourself as well. You know, we're there to help if we can. Oh yeah, most definitely. Advice. I mean, we we've had uh, someone else on the uh, the podcast that will be coming up later in a few weeks, and uh, there's been a few uh, different people giving opinions on on different grants that are potentially going to become available. Um, so, um, so fingers crossed on that one. Um, but um, I, on, on a different note, I spoke to the, the head of economic development at Cardiff Council a few days ago for, for another upcoming podcast. And he's confident that small and medium businesses will start, survive and thrive in even in this economy. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought I so. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, the way I look at it is, is as follows, yeah. There's, a, there's an old standing saying that more millionaires are made in a recession than at any other time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I saw something, I think the Bank of England are predicting that the economy will tank by 14% this year, but it's going to come back by 15% next year. So it'll bounce back. So it's going to bounce back. Okay. So you've got to have that firmly in your mind. This is That's what's going to, if you believe it will happen, sometimes it will happen. Yeah. But even so, what you've got to do now, yeah, now is a great time to get into business. Now is a great time to be in business. If you can do your, get your survival right. And I think we had probably 90 days to survive. Yeah. We're still in that period now. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, and I've, I've, I've seen a lot of information on this, but 90 days to survive. The next 90 days are where you start to thrive. But you've got to be bold. You've got to be creative. You've got to take advantage of this and say, okay, well, if I can't do that, I'll do this. Yeah. Well, we've had if I can't we've... do that, I'll do this. <laughs> the, the businesses that will fail, and there will be businesses that will fail. Yeah. And mm-hmm. 
hand on heart, there will be some that it is no fault of their own, and I, I totally get that. But there will be other businesses that will fail purely because they just didn't change quick enough. Yeah, I they totally didn't agree. adapt quick enough, and they didn't have the right mindset to say, Do you know what, I'll make it work. Mm-hmm. I go back to your baker's example. Yeah. You know, the bakery that you've, you you use as an example, who's now delivering, Yeah. When we get released out of this lockdown, they're in prime position to go back to all those customers they delivered to and say, look, we're open. Come and mm-hmm. come and experience everything. Yeah. And they're going to sell more. Exactly. But the bakery that went, well, oh, we can't do this. We can't do anything. We're closing. Well, people are not going to go back to them. No, I, I, I totally agree. I, I mean, I'm a firm believer that uh, the entrepreneur will, will not sit still for very long um, and it's ingrained in them to continue to adapt and to build. Um, on that note, are you, are you seeing new businesses being birthed through this lockdown and are we likely to see a, a surge in new companies forming? Um, yes, to, to be honest, I think they will. Uh, I've seen a few. I'll handle that. I haven't seen... You know, it's not as if I've been flooded, the, you know, the market's flooded with new businesses. Yeah. But I, as you say, those entrepreneurs out there, uh, they're already thinking, they're already playing, you know, things are going on in their head. They were, they were going on six weeks ago. <laughs> and they, they've just developed into us. And I, I predict in the next six months, you'll see a slew of new business opportunities. And there'll be new businesses coming through. You know, I've looked at, uh, I suppose it's not a new business, but when I look at my own business, you know, have we considered a, a, a massive change? Yes. Have we looked at a new opportunity? Yeah, of course we have. Mm-hmm. So if I if I'm doing it in the existing business world, a good entrepreneur out there now is looking around and thinking, okay, what's the world going to be like in six months' time? Yeah, completely. And I go back to that phrase I used earlier on: don't don't use this word, the new normal. It's the future, and I'm excited about it. Fantastic! That that is that's where the business is. Yeah. If you can see the future and you're excited about it, now is the time to start a business. Brilliant! Thank you very much. (laughs) That's brilliant. Thanks, Gavin. I think we're all out of time here. Thanks for joining me this week. If you'd like to ask Gavin some questions for yourself, you can head to our Twitter page, where you'll find a link to the company website. Just before we go, don't forget that all of our podcasts are available at our website, with contributors including First Minister Mark Drakeford, Secretary of State Alan Keynes, and many more. You can also find more information on other contributors and put your ideas forward for future editions. If you enjoyed our podcast and want to hear more, hit subscribe and you'll know when the next edition goes live. Have a great week.